morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for being here this morning. Hope you're having a good weekend, making the most of it, getting all your Christmas shopping done and taking care of all the Black Friday sales and all the uh, all of that assorted duties, details, maybe getting the Christmas lights up if you haven't already. Starting to see a lot of houses decorated around town. Always nice. Always like that. Got the rotary lights going on downtown here. and I like that. That's one of the things I like most about the holiday season is all the lights. and People put up in their yards. and Very nice. Very nice. So hopefully you'll get a chance to get out and enjoy it a little bit today. Maybe do a little uh, outdoor recreating. Have you gotten your deer yet? I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's been a huge... <clears throat> we'll talk about this a little later on in the program here, but it doesn't seem like there's been a huge... Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot. I know you don't have to you know, register them anymore, so you don't necessarily see them when you're driving around and, and things, but none of the people that I know have, uh, have gotten anything yet. and They've seen deer, but just haven't, uh, haven't gotten any yet. See a few pictures here and there, but not a not a whole lot. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't really gotten a good idea of how the uh, how the deer hunt is doing. Um, uh, I know the turkey is good anyway. At least the, the stuff I had on Thanksgiving anyway. But anyhow, that's that's another that's another matter. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I do want to say the WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And the Condition Report brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. And the Hotspot Report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine. And let's, uh, let's start out with the uh, the Hotspot Report here this morning. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if you've got the boat handy, uh, I'd maybe be thinking about doing a little uh, little fishing below the lock and dam there. Um, granted, it's, it's pretty quiet, and I, I think the odds of... Finding a lot of other boats out, eh, pretty slim, but hey, we still have some open water, and uh, river stage is fairly stable, and I, I, you know, I, as far as I've heard anyway, I know it's been, it's been very quiet, but I think that a lot of it has to do with just simple numbers, uh, in a lot of cases anyway. Spoke to the folks up at Fat Cat this morning here, and yeah, it's, it's been, been pretty quiet, but I think a lot of it, and they have been taking some panfish from like the the three lakes area, um, so I mean they're out there and you can find them, uh, but I think it's just it's it's pretty quiet. But I think that's because there's a a lot of folks that maybe have a put the boats up for the year, um, and b are out deer hunting instead. So there's uh, there's that to consider as well so in terms of pressure on the fish anyway pretty uh, pretty minimal at best um, and certainly uh, we have not had decent enough weather for uh, for making you know it's it's you know it's it's dropped down below freezing at night but it just has not during the day it's it's warmed back up again and with the rain and everything I you know I just don't uh, I don't think we've got anything as far decent as far as uh, ice goes if we did you know even when we you know last week on the show it was kind of sketchy and and 
the weather we've had this week certainly hasn't done anything to improve those conditions. It's probably worsened them, if anything, and it's just uh, not uh, not worth it to think about even think about going out on the ice. I, I checked out a couple places uh, down by Goose Island. When was that? Monday, Tuesday? One of those days in there and where guys had been fishing the week before, um, the ice was just, was it, it was either gone or <laughs> just, a, just a fraction of what it was. Um, some of those back sloughs or whatever doesn't, you know, they, where they don't get a lot of current there, you know, there were a few guys out ice fishing, but not last weekend anyway, when I checked or earlier this week, I should say, um, it was just, that ice was not there. You could see some, but not the not not safe to walk on by any stretch of the imagination. So, if you've got a if you've got a boat, give it a try or a kayak too, for that matter. There was somebody out. Let's see. What, yeah, when it was, I think it was Monday. Uh, I ran down there. It was a fairly nice day, and um, there was somebody kayaking down there. Probably a little cold, but. Had a decent day for it anyway. A little bird watching and checking out, see what the ice conditions were like, and which was pretty much nil. But yeah, if, if you're going to go out and do any fishing this weekend, I, I definitely would. You know, definitely going to need the boat. Um, and I, I'm going to be trying probably below the lock and dams. Uh, you know, take your pick, uh, whichever one is closest for you, um, and. I'd be looking at either, you know, well, I, I'd say at this point, um, probably a jig and a minnow combination is going to be your simplest there, and uh, just do some vertical jigging with those, and maybe uh, if you want to do a little trolling, just uh, some crankbaits, uh, and you might have to do a little sorting here and there. I'm sure they're probably stacked up in there, but if you can find them, uh, you know, find the active ones and and get at them anyway, uh, I think you might have uh, might have some decent success. So uh, those are going to be the hot spots I'm going to be thinking about anyway is, is trying uh, uh, up by the lock and dams and some of the, maybe some of the wing dams just below it uh, as well, uh, where those fish will be uh, hanging out. Again, the, the current anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, oh, before I start talking about conditions here, I should say that, again, the hot spot report brought to you by the folks at Powerhouse Marine here in La Crosse. Uh, we'll, uh, don't, want to, don't want to forget mentioning them. Now we'll switch over to kind of the conditions report here. And that's being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait out in Toma. And uh, sure, it's pretty quiet out there as well. Pete and Wells probably, you know, if, if you're out in that area, Pete and Wells probably not a bad place if you want to try and uh, maybe do a little walleye fishing because that, that, that will be open, and I'm, I'm guessing... They haven't gotten the cold weather anyway, or cold enough weather anyway to freeze up any of those boat landings. So that would be uh, below that dam as well. Uh, would be a place uh, that I would try out in that neck of the woods as far as uh, another hot spot anyway. But again, the conditions report uh, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. And, you know, it's been fairly stable uh, in terms of the, the river stage for. Uh, the past several days it's uh, it's sitting right now <coughs> excuse me at 
seven and a half feet, and it's not really going to fluctuate a whole awful lot, uh, maybe a few inches here and there over the next uh, the week or so, but uh, it's, uh, again, pretty pretty stable. It seems a little high, but uh, I'll take stable over, you know, lots of fluctuations and, you know, things along those lines. And, uh, you know, in terms of the flow, those those aren't, it's not bad as well. It's come down, I think, a little bit, if I recall, from uh, last week, uh, at least here anyway. Uh, it's at about 59. Uh, down at Genoa, it's 65, 68 down in Lynxville, uh, about 57 up by Trempolo, uh, and 51 up in Winona. And Alma is about 55. So uh, the flow is, is coming down a little bit. You know, it's it's... As long as it's stable and and you don't see a lot of huge fluctuations, that's that's not a bad thing. So that will uh, that will definitely work in terms of water temperature. Uh, I swear it's gone up. It's come up a couple of degrees from. And I I don't have last week's numbers in front of me here, but uh, we're sitting at about uh, about thirty five or so, pretty much across the board. Yeah, Trumpelo, Dresbach, Genoa, they're all thirty five. Uh, Lynxville is thirty seven. Uh, also 37 up at Alma. Uh, so again, I think it's 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 come up a degree. I it, it seems to me that la- last week it was we were looking at some maybe 33s and 34s, but um, so it's but I mean it doesn't it's not going to matter an awful lot uh, to you or I anyway. Maybe the fish not so much uh, when it's uh, that temperature, but uh, that's certainly not going to be ice making weather anyway when you uh, when you see water temperatures like that so uh something to to keep in mind as well but um you know it it's it's stable uh temperature wise it's it's not bad i you know again i think if you're going to go out maybe uh i try a little walleye fishing this weekend uh get the the gear out for that and and try that out that would be uh what i'd be aiming for anyway some nice Decent sized walleyes for the uh, for the table, and uh, maybe a little bit for the freezer as well for later on in the season when the uh, ice develops finally. So that's uh, that's what I'd be thinking about anyway. But again, it's uh, it's pretty quiet out there at the moment. Uh, but again, I think that's just simply because uh, we just there just aren't you know huge numbers of people that are venturing out to. Uh, uh, they're they're wearing their blaze orange instead, so of uh, uh, their life vest. So that's just uh, it, it's that time of year anyway. So anyhow, uh, it is eight twenty. I'm going to take a, a break here and get my guest on. We're going to talk with uh, tackle Terry Tuma coming up in just a couple of moments here on WKTY Outdoors. It's always good to talk to Terry, and uh, we're going to talk. A little, he's going to be presenting. Uh, gosh, is yeah, it is next weekend. As a matter of fact, the uh, up at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Some of the things that he's going to be talking about, and of course, uh, all the things that you can see up at the show. And uh, if you've ever get the chance to to head up there, I'm going to try and get up there next Saturday after I get done with the show here, and uh, and see how that uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, the weather will cooperate, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's an incredible show, and always uh, always a lot of fun to attend. And I'm sure uh, if the weather is 
decent anyway, uh, there'll be a lot of people there. <laughs> it's, but if you want to talk about ice fishing, anything related to ice fishing, that is the place to be. So we'll talk with Terry in just a couple of moments as WKTY Outdoors continues. Just a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Feeling a bit itchy? Feeling like you look at the magical internet with a notion that you could do something really, really cool for businesses, but you don't know how to actually meet those businesses? You woke up this morning saying, man, I get this. I know how all this works. I can insta-face Google Snap like there's no tomorrow. You woke up thinking... Businesses are leaving money on the table. I just got to get in front of businesses. Well, wait till you see what's behind this door. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we know all the businesses. And they're saying, I'm loving what's coming out of the speakers. Now, how do I get this puppy online? That's where you come in. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we're looking for people like you with an itch. An itch to help. A desire to learn new things. The know-how to put it all together. Email Teresa at TeresaT at MWFbroadcasting.com and let's get to know each other. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. If you like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like, for me to do it, I have to, like, literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to, get to the wall to do the lead, so... Uh, the situation just kind of has to be right, and uh, you know. So last year, actually, Monday night game had a game winner, kind of similar situation. Literally, just uh, in the moment, got swarmed, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and myself, we've been talking about it all, kind of all year, waiting uh, for that next moment. And uh, you know, oddly enough, it was another Monday night game. I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year, and. Uh, as soon as I hit it, I, I took off running. I see him kind of waving me on, and uh, we were able to go and, uh, and, and do the celebration. Don't miss that Jim Rome show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And joining me on the phone right now is Tackle Terry Tuma. And uh, we're going to talk a little ice fishing this morning here. Good morning, Terry. Always good to get you on the program. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin. Yes, it's great to be with you and talk about ice fishing. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, haven't been able to get in the uh, get on the ice <laughs> much, at least in our area anyway. It's uh, uh, the weather is not cooperating cooperating at the moment anyway. 
No, it is not, uh, Kevin. And no, uh, you, I, I know up in the Grand Rapids, Minnesota area, and so forth, they have been ice fishing somewhat, mm-hmm. uh, even four wheelers. But now with the heavy snow uh, that they did receive in coming in again, it's really going to curtail ice fishing. Uh, just something that we don't need. But in our areas, and also I'm sure in years too, the lakes have opened back up again, yeah. which is a big plus uh, for the ice fishermen. And I just uh, checked with on Malak. And they've got some shoreline ice, uh, which is good. It looks like it's good ice, but the rest of the lake is open. So that's going to be a great thing happening, especially with uh, this weather pattern. Let's hope it straightens out next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and you were talking here before we uh, uh, got on the air here, too. You've gotten about, what, a foot of snow or something in the last several days? Yes, we did. Yeah, we've got, I think, right around 8 inches just prior to Thanksgiving. And as of this morning, it looks like there's about 3 inches, and it started snowing, raining right now. Yeah, and whatever little we had is, yeah, it's it's been raining down here, and it's just, it hasn't just, it, it's dipped down below freezing, but not long enough to, to really do anything as far as uh, as far as decent ice goes anyway. But eventually no, we'll, we'll, exact, we'll get there. That's exactly right, Kevin. Yeah, it just we just need some, you know, no wind and some, you know, cold temperatures. The only plus factor right now is that the lakes are right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would not take much for cold weather, providing we don't get any uh, rain, wind uh, factors, or snow. Uh, it will not take long. You know, if we get some zero days and below zero nights, we could be ice fishing very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you're right. It is everything is is set. It's just now we just need the cold weather to to, uh, uh, to finally get that that ice built. And um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, there's been a little bit, but not an awful lot at the moment. So, but we'll 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 make do. It'll it'll happen eventually. Here, it's only November thirtieth, so we'll exactly we'll have plenty right. of you know, Some people ask me, uh, Kevin, when are we going to have ISIS? When are when are we going to go ice fishing? And I say, is there you ever remember a year where we were not able to get on the ice? And the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. True. Very very. Sometimes true. sooner, sometimes it's later. Yeah, but but we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Anyway. So, well, one of the reasons uh, get you on the the program here today, of course, is is to talk a little bit about uh, your upcoming seminars at the St. Paul Ice Fishing and, and Winter Sports Show uh, next week in uh, in St. Paul. And I was saying before uh, uh, in my last segment here too that you know if you if you've never gotten a chance to go to this, or if you have, you certainly know that uh, this show is is probably the premier show. It, it, all things ice fishing is is pretty much uh, you know I don't think you can there isn't anything there that that you know you can find interesting as far as uh, as far as ice fishing goes I mean anything and everything is is all there. Well, that's exactly right, Kevin. Yes, and we were just talking about that a little bit ago too. Is yes, uh, there's all kinds of new products that are being uh, displayed there. And I talked to the show promoters, Kevin, Mm -hmm. and they have several new vendors coming in. Mm -hmm. So that also means that there will be new products uh, there. You know, it's a great opportunity for people to take a look at some of the ice fishing products that are out there. Uh, We all attending seminars and, uh, you know, just visiting with uh, so many manufacturers and reps you can really gain a ton of information, uh, and it's all available there. Yep, exactly. And uh, it runs. Uh, it starts next Friday, goes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, it's. Uh, and, and now you're going to be. Let's see here. Yeah, you're going to. You've got presentations on Friday and Saturday as well. 
Yes, I do. And thank you, Kevin. Yes, Friday at 2 o'clock, it'll be fishing ice, fishing for walleyes. And then Saturday at noon, it'll be doing a crappie sunfish panfish seminar. And these seminars always are changed, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes drastically, sometimes just uh, new pointers, if you will, uh, new information uh, that I have just uh, learned over the last few years. And we'll bring that forward. And then I'll be in the clam booth uh, prior to and then right after uh, the seminar. So if all of any of our listeners or all of our listeners want to stop and say hi or ask any ice fishing questions or even open water, uh, as you know, we fish a lot on the river system, mm-hmm. uh, feel free to stop by. Yep, exactly. And just to, to give you, you know, what uh, uh, your walleye uh, seminar, for example, here. What just touch on maybe a couple of the highlights that uh, uh, that you'll be talking about in terms of uh, uh, is this more of a, a an early season presentation or something that can be used throughout the entire ice fishing season? Uh, definitely used throughout the ice fishing season, Kevin. I'll talk about uh, you know um, some about locational patterns, and I'll explain uh, why I sort of evade pinpointed areas because there's too many. Uh, uh, circumstances, if you will, that involves uh, certain uh, locational patterns. But I'll be t- talking definitely about uh, lures to use, how to jig, when to move, reading your vexilar, which most people uh, don't really understand. It becomes a mood indicator. And then I also uh, making decisions. Uh, then towards the end, I call it the mind game. Uh, so we'll be uh, talking about that. So there's going to be a lot of information. We talk about color, about reflection of color, uh, about snow cover, about the fish's senses. So it's really sort of an in-depth uh, understanding of the walleye. Yeah, and, and yeah, there, like, like you, you kind of touched on it here. There's just so many different variables that, that affect the fishing here. And uh, I'm looking on the uh, Ice Fishing Show website or whatever, and they're Somebody's blowing like probably about a foot of snow off the uh, off the ice there, and you know that certainly affects things and the thickness of the ice, the light penetration. Uh, there's just so many variables that that you have to consider uh, when it you know it's just it's more than just simply drilling a hole somewhere out on the ice. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no question about that. I'm glad you made that comment, Kevin, too, because you know we get so pinpointed, you know. I, are, are the fish going to be shallow? Are going to be deep? I always mention it's going to be either shallow, deep, or in between. Fishing pressure, weather conditions, as you mentioned, ice thickness, the milky ice, snow cover, cold fronts. These are all factors in where these fish are going to be located. So it's too long. Should say it, you can you know, come up with some sort of a pattern, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, where they're going to be. But, man, if it doesn't, uh, if they're not there or you're not catching, you have to move. Mm-hmm. And, and let me ask you a question here now that you, you kind of touched on it, it, just something I thought of here, too. You, you know, you think of ice and the fish are, you, you know, the the fish are, you know, underneath the, the ice and the thickness and everything. And you wouldn't think about the, like, a, a a storm front or something like that affecting the fish. How much do the do the weather patterns in like a high pressure or a low pressure system? How much does that affect uh, the fish when it comes to ice fishing season? Kevin, I really believe it affects more so 
ice fishing that is in open water. Really? And he asked that's a very common uh, question. Well, how can, you know, you have already, you have the cold water temperatures, you've got the ice, how can it affect uh, the fish? It does affect the fish. Uh, the barometer is a big key ingredient with this, and I've seen it so many times. And also, too, uh, fishing uh, with a good friend of mine up in Malak, we talk about that quite often, how these fronts affect ice fishing. And it's just, you know, as I mentioned, it's a change in the barometer. A steady barometer for three days is excellent. You know, something in the air of 29.7, 30.1, 30, uh, 31.0, those are good. A rising barometer makes it difficult. Uh, tougher bite and a falling barometer is a little bit, shall we say, in between. So, therefore, them is, you know, to use that as an excuse, no, it's not an excuse. But what it does tell us is that we have to adjust accordingly. Do we need to go to more finesse fishing or do we need to step it up somewhat? And those are all variables that we have to understand and we have to experiment with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and that's an interesting point. I guess I never would have, I, I would have thought that during the open water season, the, the, uh, the weather conditions and things like that would affect the fishing much more so than, uh, than during the, uh, during the ice fishing season. So that's, it's in an interesting, an interesting variable, I guess I never considered when it comes to, uh, uh, as much when it comes to ice fishing. I knew it affected it, but not, not to that extent. So it's interesting. Yeah, it, it really does affect it. Kim, as I mentioned it, I it really, I really believe it affects it much more in the winter time. And, you know, uh, the other factor here too, like in open water, we can move a lot, you know, and here we're so restricted with ice fishing. I mean, we can move. There's no question right. about that, but not like jumping in a boat, going from one location to the next or from one body of water to another body of water. And there's going to be lakes that are affected more, uh, especially open water, more with fronts coming through or, and some are less. And a front doesn't always mean a cold front. It can be a change in weather uh, weather condition. It can be a sunny day versus a cloudy day, a snowy day versus a clear day. Uh, wind change, wind speed, uh, fishing pressure is another big factor. Uh, combine that with noise, are major ingredients in being in creating a tough bite. Mm-hmm. Now, and 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 it, you kind of touched on it there. Does lake size or, or body of water size? matter, you know, a smaller lake versus, say, you know, like a Malak or someplace along those lines. Uh, obviously, Malak is going to, you know, given its size, is uh, you, you could have one thing at one end and one thing at another. But um, how much does that, you, you know, you, you kind of touched on the bodies of water being affected. Does, does size matter, I guess, in this particular case? I don't really believe size matters so much, Kevin, but each lake is different. Uh, I've seen it so many times. We've had some uh, great walleye bites on our, on cold front days and then vice versa, just a tough bite on other days. It really, I believe it really varies on the body of water. It can be, you know, what kind of weed grow? Is the water clear? How deep is the lake? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of structure? These are all uh, factors, but the biggest ingredient here is that you know when the fish become tough biters we can catch those fish and they we just have to shall we say coax them into biting mm-hmm. uh, many times they're going to drop down deeper or closer to the bottom uh, that's you know and we'll talk about that in the seminar too how far off the bottom should we be fishing uh, these are all factors that we have to adjust and have to relate to I also too believe Kevin that uh, so many times uh, we miss a bite 
Um, I don't know if our listeners ever realize that. We know about the scent and the taste and so sure. forth, but they can actually, this is according to some fish biologists, is that they can reject a bait in less than a quarter second. And there is no individual that can concentrate and catch that fish in a quarter second by the time it rejects its bait. We just can't think of it and then set the hook at the same time. Mm-hmm. You could be you could be sitting there, if you've got a, a an underwater camera, you could probably watch that fish pull it in and... and Spit it out by the time you even reacted enough to set the hook. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that. Oh, oh go that ahead. Is go correct, ahead. Correct, Kevin. Yeah, and one other thing I, I wanted to touch on too. You you mentioned uh, at the beginning there too was uh, that uh, using your Vexilar as a, a mood indicator. Tell me a little bit more about about that. What I guess what did you mean by that? Well, okay. What what it does mean uh, is that first of all. Your weak signals, fish outside or close to the outside edge of the cone angle, are going to be green. And there's actually a center line. This is an imaginary line. It's called the axis, right from the center of the transducer to the bottom. Mm-hmm. When these fish start to come in, they'll go from green to orange. And then if it's an aggressive fish, they're going to go from orange to red. And that's going to be a sort of a quick reaction. If they're orange and they don't turn red or they turn uh, go green again outside of the, they're starting to move back away from that cone angle. That tells us we got a, either a neutral fish or a tough bite fish. And so many times we just don't understand that. So what does that mean to us? Well, it could be, uh, uh, and we can spook these fish by jigging too much, you know. So all of a sudden you got an orange fish and then it turns green. We've done something wrong. Wrong color, wrong size, wrong jigging action. We spooked it uh, via noise or whatever it is and it goes from orange to red. Then we got an aggressive fish. That fish we're probably going to catch. But, two, we have to understand these moods. And all it does, you know, it, if you're uh, marking these fish and they turn orange, that is definitely a mood in kid that we got a tougher bite going. We need to adjust accordingly. Okay. Interesting. And interesting. Okay. That seemed that, that and, and I, I guess I never realized you could read so, quite so much for, uh, in, into what those, uh, into what those fish are, are doing with, with your Vexilar. That's very cool. That's, uh, that's good information that, uh, that a lot of folks can use. So uh, it, tell me a little bit, uh, let's kind of uh, shift gears just uh, slightly here. Uh, and, we're, and, and as far as uh, these techniques go, I mean, we were, we were kind of starting out talking a little bit about walleye. Does this, like what you're talking about with the Vexilar and things along those lines, that also would apply to panfish, crappies, perch, along those lines as well? Oh, definitely. Very, very much so. And you can also, with a camera, you can tell these fish with their mood that they're in. Because, like, for instance, if a walleye, their tail is moving or their dorsal fin is, is you know, they're sort of wiggling, if you want to call it. That. That's going to tell us it's more of an aggressive fish. And, yes, you're exactly right. Uh, with crappies and sunfish, it's, it applies to that same display on your Vexlar, and that's something that we do need to understand. The other factor, too, here, especially with crappies and sunfish, you know, so we mark a, a fish, an orange fish or a green fish, and we try to coax that fish into biting. We just can't get it to go. Do not waste any time. Start all over for another species or another fish, I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Make make those changes. Don't be afraid to make those changes is is uh, is, is the key, certainly, when it comes to uh, when it comes to ice fishing. There's no doubt about it. Well, it really does. Even in open water, Kevin, uh, you know, 
fishing with tackle, with rods, uh, reels, uh, the way we're presenting to those, the trick techniques we're using, it's really nothing more than a process of elimination. Mm-hmm. And so you try something or you miss a fish, uh, you set the fish, I mean, it's a, a, the hook sets are free. And so, it, you know, if you're in doubt that you got something maybe biting or sort of nipping at your bait, set the hook. So what if not a fish? At least you knew you didn't miss a fish. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, and, and Terry, uh just want to mention, too, that... Uh, uh, on Saturday, you've got a presentation at uh, at noon uh, talking about uh, about ice panfish. Uh, so uh, you're, you're kind of covering all the all the high points as far as the uh, as far as the weekend goes. So and, and again, Terry, I, I appreciate you. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to, to chat with me this morning. And uh, it's uh, it's always a pleasure, and always come away learning something new about uh, uh, in this case ice fishing and. Uh, using your electronics and uh, and they're and they're so critical this time of year uh, when it comes to to finding the fish and 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 being successful and you know interpreting what you're seeing on those uh, vexillars and, and the the cameras and everything. Uh, I I think that it, it, this time of year, um, you know, having those electronics is just so critical to uh, to success out there. Well, it really is, you know. And I don't know how many times when we're out. On the ice, some people will come up and say, how deep is it? Do you see any fish? You know, these are such important ingredients. Otherwise, we're actually fishing blind. And the other two is that so often we use it just to mark fish in the depth and so forth, but it's also marking your lure in conjunction what level those fish are at. You know, if you're fishing, say, walleyes or crappies or whatever, eight inches off the bottom, and the fish are two feet off the bottom, you're not going to catch that fish. And then mm-hmm. vice versa, you know, if they're right on the bottom, belly to the bottom, you got you got your lure up two feet, you're not going to catch that fish. So it's also marking your lure in conjunction of the eyesight of that fish you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And, and Terry, again, uh, you'll be up there Friday and Saturday at the, uh, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, and uh, and you're going to be at the. You'll be when you're not doing your presentations. You'll also be at the clam, uh, the clam booth. Yes, I will. So all our listeners can stop and say hi, and then also too, if they have any particular questions, I'll be happy to answer those for those anglers. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Terry, again, I appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to uh, to chat with me this morning, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to your seminar. Uh, try and get up there. Hopefully, I can get up sneak up there by. Uh, by noon on Saturday and uh, uh, check it out and certainly check out everything else at the show. And uh, that's just a lot of fun. Uh, I always enjoy going to that show. That's just, uh, you just come away with so much great information and looking at all the new products and uh, probably drop a dollar or two getting some new equipment as well. So unfortunately, but (laughs) that's, uh, that's part of the fun of it. Yeah, it really is. It's sort of a, what should we say, sort of a, uh, shall we say, call it a, a lay-down atmosphere a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's friendly and talking and visiting and talking about how to catch and what to use. And, and the, the nice thing about that, too, is with the ice fishing product, like rod and reels and lures and line, uh, those people that are in the boots, the vendors will share that information with you. So it's a great learning experience besides. Yeah, exactly. That's that's uh, that's one of the, the, the things I enjoy most about it is just, uh, you know, kind of, Soaking in all that knowledge and, and uh, talking to the experts, talking to folks like you, and uh, enjoying your seminars and uh, just uh, different opportunities and different viewpoints in terms of uh, in terms of ice fishing. 
It's certainly much more than just simply drilling a hole in the ice and dropping a line down through there. There's a, a lot that uh, that goes into it, and certainly folks will be able to see a lot, uh, a lot of new things and a lot of neat things, and and uh, come away with uh, with a lot of new skills and new ideas. So that's uh, that's pretty great. Well, Terry, again, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and I'll uh, I will chat with you. Uh, chat with you next weekend when i'll stop by if i don't get up to the uh, your seminar by noon i'll uh, i'll certainly stop by the clam booth and uh, and say hello so well that sounds great i really would i'll well, appreciate that kevin that'd be great and kevin anytime that we need to talk fishing i'll always make time to visit with you and all of the listeners that you have well thank you very much and and that's certainly uh, much appreciated uh it's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and i will uh, i will talk to you again soon well, thank you so much, and have a great day, Kevin. We'll see you next week. All right, sounds good. That is Tackle Terry Tuma talking here about uh, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. Terry's got a couple of presentations on Friday and Saturday. Uh, stop on in and, and see him or stop by the clam booth there and uh, chat with him a little bit if you've got questions. I'm going to take a break. It's 845, back in just a few moments with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. You know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Puppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait. Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. For me, and I, I said this after the game, like, for me to do it, I have to, like, literally run by all my teammates uh, and, and kind of avoid them to get to get to the wall to do the leap, so... Uh, the situation just kind of has to be right, and uh, you know. So last year, actually, Monday night game had a game winner, kind of similar situation. Literally, just uh, in the moment, got swarmed, didn't even think about doing it. So after that, uh, uh, Hunter Bradley, our long snapper, and, and myself, we've been talking about it all, kind of all year, waiting uh, for that next moment. And uh, you know, oddly enough, it was another Monday night game. I think it was just honestly the same exact week as it was last year, and. Uh, as soon as I hit it, I, I took off running. I see him kind of waving me on, and uh, we were able to go and, uh, and, and do the celebration. Don't miss that Jim Rome show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It's coming up on 848. Always good to get Terry on the show here. Talk ice fishing and well, fishing in general. Always a always a good time. Coming away with a, uh, even a you know, just short little chat like that. Coming away with uh, just something new. I, I never would have thought about Using that as a, you know, your Vexilar and everything as a, a mood indicator. Uh, just interpreting all those uh, little 
dots and dashes and things along those lines. It's great stuff. And, you know, Terry will be sharing much more of his knowledge, uh, again, up at the uh, up at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show uh, next weekend. And uh, that's always a... Uh, Always a good time, and again, it's uh, it's a great time, and you know, it's at the the St. Paul River Center, and uh, it runs. You can get VIP hours on Friday and Saturday. That's uh, be- kind of before the main show, but otherwise, the show runs one to eight on Friday, ten to seven on Saturday, and nine to four on Sunday. So, yeah, it does cost to get in, but um, it's still uh, it's still well worth it. I, I you know, just uh the variety of seminars that they've got going on. You know, I, Terry's not, I mean, he's he's one of a number of different presenters there. Uh, they've got uh, Eric Hadia talking about monster trout and Great Lakes, which I'm sure is going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, Jason Mitchell talking about uh, ice walleyes as well. Uh, just talking about tip-ups, uh, pan fishing um, on Saturday afternoon, Q&A with the Ice Team Pros, uh, and I'm sure that's going to be a, a very good presentation. Uh, and Q&A, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great questions there as well. So, again, like I said, it's anything and everything in terms of ice, ice fishing uh, is, is going to be at this show. And considering the conditions here, and I'm going to take a quick peek. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think once we start to get kind of closer to next weekend, then we'll get... You know, maybe some day, well, next Friday is 31 for high, and, you know, it'll be a few days here and there, but I don't, in terms of ice fishing, I don't think we're going to get really anything in terms of decent weather here for the next several days that, I don't know if you're going to miss anything, at least in our neck of the woods anyway. So, (laughs) use it as an excuse to go up to the show. But again, be forewarned, it's going to be busy up there. It's, It's packed, and... First of all, they pack the place. the 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 St. Paul, the River Center, is packed to the gills anyway. No pun intended. Uh, with uh, ice fishing stuff, I mean that place is full. Uh, and then you add in all the people there, it gets uh, it's a little a little crazy. But boy, is it fun! Um, just a just an enjoyable time, and that's eh, not a bad drive up the river if the weather cooperates. Uh, I think well, weather seems to be fairly decent at this point anyway so no worries about getting up there so if they get a chance to to run up there that would be uh that would be cool like i said i'm gonna try and sneak up there i get out of here after the show next saturday and head on uh head on up up to st paul for uh for the day that'll be fun uh let's see here shifting to some uh some news here anyway um uh, some early figures anyway indicate the number of deer hunters is kind of on par for Last or compared to last year, anyway, uh, number or sales for gun, bow, crossbow, sports, and patrons licenses uh, was at seven hundred eighty-two thousand uh, as of midnight Sunday. Uh, of that total, about five hundred fifty-five thousand were for gun privileges only, um, and in total, anyway, at least in the early part of the season, uh, opening weekend. Uh, about 90,000 deer were taken compared, which is down, uh, about 30,000 from, uh, from the year before. Uh, and again, not surprisingly, anyway, the numbers are down anyway, the total number of, of bucks was about 47,000, uh, on opening weekend compared to 67,000, uh, the year before. Uh, and in terms of 
you know, it's just kind of hit and miss. Like I said, uh, the the folks that I know, the the family that I've got, uh, they've gone out every day and just haven't seen anything. And uh, what they have seen, uh, they just they haven't taken. So, uh, and for a number of reasons, I think, but uh, size wise, I think has a factor in that. But uh, at least according to the DNR, uh, deer activity varied around the state within and within regions. Uh, some reported excellent deer activity, while uh, others reported very little, including areas where deer abundance is, uh, is known to be high. Uh, reports of rutting activity were far less common compared to last year, uh, which was expected with the latest possible gun season opening date. So with temperatures staying low and snow coming in many parts of the state, you know, this past, you know, past several days, and I think we got a little bit more up to the north there, uh, hunters can expect more opportunities for success and uh, are encouraged to head out and enjoy the remainder of the nine-day season uh, hunting with family and friends. So, yeah, it runs, in, uh, runs for a few more days here and get out, uh, like I said, get out and enjoy it if you can here. There's still so much corn up, too. I, you know, Even up uh, where I work, up by the TV station, I, it, they finally got some of it down last week. Uh, I've been on vacation the past week and like, oh, they finally, they finally took the corn down. But yeah, it's, uh, I think that that might play a role as well. Um, but a lot of different variables there. It's certainly been warm and we'll see here. I'm going to talk to some folks here in a little bit and find out, uh, how they've been doing as well. But I haven't, I haven't seen many pictures on Facebook for folks, uh, who've, who've gotten their deer anyway, but eh, still got to, few more days to go. And take a break. Come back in just a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors. It's coming up on 855, and you're listening to WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Poppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. If you cheer for the Packers, Brewers, or Bucks, don't miss the Bill Michaels Show. I don't think P.J. Fleck is, you know, all of a sudden this great coach and is able to put together a really good football team. I just, I, I Minnesota, don't buy them at all. I'm not buying into Minnesota. I just give them credit. From they were in the doldrums, they're enjoying right now an undefeated season, and I'll let them. I'll let them enjoy. It's not going to last. I don't think so either. I think they're going to be get beat by Penn State. Do you think they beat Rutgers this weekend? Yeah, I would like to think so. But, I think they beat Rutgers, but, and but I think again, they beat Maryland at home. But, but again, they have played some chump opponents Absolutely. up to this point, Absolutely. and they're barely winning. Absolutely. So I guess nothing would surprise me with these guys. And again, you mentioned the last few games there in their schedule. It gets even tougher for Minnesota. Yep. I, the Badgers are bringing that axe back to Madison. Talk Wisconsin sports with a big unit. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on WKTY.
WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 856, and WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And the conditions report brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. And the hotspot report brought to you by the good folks over at Powerhouse Marine. Before we hop back into just a little other outdoor news here anyway, just a, a quick check of the sports calendar for today. Uh, we do have uh, uh, some basketball action for you this evening, starting at 6.30 as the Charlotte Hornets uh, come visit the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, again, that's at 6.30. Tomorrow, uh, starting at 10 a.m. is when we've got uh, pregame coverage for the Green Bay, Par- Green Bay Packer game against the uh, New York Giants. And then uh, after... After the game, of course, we got plenty of uh, post-game analysis and reaction and fan comments and everything uh, up until about 6.30 or so, and that's when uh, we've got uh, Sunday night football as the Patriots take on the Texans, which should be a pretty good game. And then uh, on Monday, the Bucks are back in action against the uh, the Knicks, and that'll be at uh, 6.30 as well. So that's some good sports action for you this weekend here on WKTY. Listen to the Bucks game Saturday night. That sounds good. No doubt about it. So, anyway, got just a, a couple of minutes uh, left to go in the program. Uh, I certainly, again, thank Tackle uh, Terry Tuma for being on the show this morning and talking a little bit about ice fishing and some of the things that he's going to be uh, he's going to be talking about uh, next weekend at the St. Paul Ice Fishing and Winter Sports Show. Uh, that'll be, uh, like I said, it'll be uh, a lot of fun and. Great opportunity. Great to take the kids as well, you know, and uh, get them interested in ice fishing and outdoor activities. It's a, it's a great family event. So uh, hopefully you get a chance to get on up there and enjoy the show because certainly in terms of ice fishing right now, eh, at least in our area, not so good. Uh, a lot of open water there, but uh, on the plus side anyway, once it does start to get cold, we'll get some good solid ice and uh, chat with Terry anyway. It, you know, everything is primed and ready to go. Now we just need to actually get out there, and Mother Nature needs to cooperate and give us some decent weather and cold weather, and away we go. So that would be uh, that would be nice. But in the meantime, we've still got a little open water fishing. Be uh, checking out the lock and dams anyway to maybe uh, do a little walleye fishing. Anyhow, got to wrap the show up for this Saturday. Thank you again so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it very, very much. And I'll be back next Saturday with another brand new edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, you have yourself a tremendous weekend. Stay safe out there. Try to avoid the crowds, if you will. Go fishing. I guarantee you there aren't going to be crowds out there. (laughs) There's no Black Friday sale on, on fishing, so you got that covered anyway. So, anyhow, we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. It's 9 o'clock. For sports. Get up! Get out of here! Oh. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM.